my dudes, my name is Tiffany. Welcome back to my series, Internet Analysis, where I like to research and discuss things relevant to social issues and media. Today, I wanna to discuss the importance this Friday, your favorite emotions are back on the big screen in Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. It's time to greet your Team Riley! It's anger! Let me at him! Fear! Safety checklist is complete! Disgust! Ew! Ew! Ugh. Sadness is in the house! Oh no! Hello, I'm Anxiety. I'm one of Riley's new emotions. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. There's a part two? We're going! Rated PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only in theaters Friday. Get tickets now. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. ...of deleting old posts. Now I have to admit, today's gonna be a little less of internet analysis and more like analyze your own internet, if that makes sense. Let's jump right in. I tend to be a very nostalgic person. I like to keep everything and that has definitely extended into my digital life. I've had various social media accounts for over a decade now and I've just kind of recently realized just how much I have posted over the years and how much of that content still exists today. Facebook, for example, will remind us of these memories and you know, at best it's a cute old picture, at worst it's a cringy post from nine years ago. Delete. I've just been thinking about this topic a lot recently and I hope that this video inspires you to reflect on your own archive of digital content. It's like a time capsule, except it's not buried under the earth and it's visible to anybody who wants to find it. So in this video, I just want to explore some of my old posts and profiles and why I think it's important to clean out and delete a lot of old posts. And then later in this video, I'm gonna talk about some of the potential consequences of old posts resurfacing. In the spirit of Halloween, I wanna share a spooky story. All of your interactions, your credit card swipes, web searches, locations, likes, they're all collected in real time into a trillion dollar a year industry. Recently, I watched a documentary called The Great Hack, which explores how Cambridge Analytica illegally used Facebook data to essentially create voter profiles of a bunch of citizens in specific countries so that they could create propaganda and sway elections. They were successful in the Trump campaign and the Brexit referendum. The reason why Google and Facebook are the most powerful companies in the world is because last year data surpassed oil in value. Data is the most valuable asset on earth. If that doesn't terrify you, it should. Facebook specifically has so much data on us. Like I've had my profile since 2010-ish. Do you guys remember when like becoming a fan of pages was a thing? I remember there was a time period where I just kept liking pages. Anyway, I probably liked hundreds of pages and from that and other actions, Facebook was able to figure out my basic interests and things that I like, movies, TV shows, people, sports teams, 
And of course, Facebook has used that data on me and everybody else in order to mostly target ads. Facebook also actively encourages people to make their profile complete, aka tell us where you've lived, for how long, the schools that you've gone to, your entire employment history, all of your family members. Why do we willingly give them all of this information? Well, we didn't expect it to be used against us, but our data absolutely is used against us in a micro and macro sense. But maybe you're one of those people who's kind of blase about this. They're like, oh, you know all my data, I don't really care use it, sell me things. We've gotten very passive in this age, honestly. So aside from the massive privacy and data issues, what else is there to be concerned about? Well, let's chat about old posts. I just turned 24, thank you. And I have had a really long relationship with social media. I've been sporadically posting YouTube videos since I was about 12 years old. I had a MySpace, which thank God is gone. You know, Tom did us all a favor and just eradicated the entire website. And then I joined Facebook and Twitter, I think in 2010. So I have a full decade of social media posts, which of course can be embarrassing for anyone, but I think specifically for someone around my age, it is even worse because the entire beginning of that were my awkward teenage years that I would rather not have documented, but I actually ended up documenting the entirety of them. <laughs> and those posts are still online today. Most people would probably agree that their teenage years were rather embarrassing, but previous generations that did not have the internet and social media to the extent that we do, all they have are their memories, yearbooks, physical photographs, and those can be burned. I, on the other hand, have an endless collection of posts and pictures. My teen angst has been available online for far too long. The thing is, my parents never monitored my social media like a lot of parents did, so I could kind of post whatever I wanted. And of course, we were all generally told, like, be careful what you post online. Whatever you post could stay there forever. And we didn't listen, especially because I was a sassy, rebellious teen. So as I said, I joined Facebook and Twitter in 2010, and in nearly 10 years, how many times have I tweeted? How many times have I posted, commented, or liked something on Facebook? In researching and writing this video, I've gotten so overwhelmed every single time just by the sheer number of posts. It's horrifying. Like, I still post a fair amount these days, but definitely not, not even every day. But back then, like say 2012, 2013, I was posting constantly. Me and my friends would have full conversations on our Facebook wall. Why? I don't know. So when I go back and look at these old posts, I mean, I just cringe. They are just honestly really dumb and embarrassing to revisit. So in order to compound my shame, um, I'm gonna show you a couple of examples. These are super important, must share with everyone status updates. Here's like a low key Facebook subtweet. Whenever I see your pictures, all I think is you're a demon. I can't even remember who I was referring to. Being a cat for Halloween is worse than just writing I give up on your forehead. Very sassy. Oh wait, here's a good one. Human rights are greater than economic policies. You know what? I like her. 2012 me was on to something. Then there were those times where you'd be like, like this for a truth is, or like a rating, and I guess I had a, a hate rating. <laughs> Chocolate milk is the tits. Great quality content. But I wasn't all sassy. I mean, I was very sassy. I was also spreading a lot of love, telling people they have pretty hair, happy birthday, I love you, hee 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 hee.
Before I decided to actually go back and look at these posts, I was like really scared at what I might find. And to be honest, what I did find wasn't that bad. I mean, those are cringy and embarrassing, but like they're not horrible. But still, I simply don't want these posts to exist anymore. And I'm a little bit horrified that they've lived online for so long. All of those completely unnecessary things have just been sitting on my profile, probably popping up as memories being sent to all my Facebook friends. That's so embarrassing. Why does Facebook do that? Anyway, if you have posted even half as much as I did over the years, you have no idea what is out there. Like we are completely incapable of remembering all of those thoughtless things that we posted. So I strongly encourage everyone watching to go through all of your social media accounts for your own good. Later in this video, I am gonna touch on cancel culture because I kind of feel like it has to be mentioned if we're talking about the idea of old posts resurfacing. Being canceled is probably everyone's worst nightmare, but it's kind of an extreme consequence. But more likely an old post could harm you professionally, like maybe your colleges look you up when you're applying or an employer looks you up find something that they don't like? Have you ever posted any content that could be seen or interpreted as inappropriate or unprofessional? If you've been online since you were 14, probably. The content doesn't have to be like cancel material, but if it doesn't reflect you and your values today, why keep it online? Delete your old posts and or profiles. I've personally been on a mission to delete a lot of the stuff that I have posted in the past decade. At first I thought, oh, I'll just go through posts, you know, do a nice little digital detox, delete some things, keep the rest for memories. But I had tweeted 40,000 times. I could not possibly go through that many tweets and manually delete them, nor do I actually want to reread all of them. It's just way, way too much cringe. If I thought Facebook was sassy, you gotta see 2010 Twitter. So I decided to use a tweet deleter service and literally just delete my entire feed. That was actually a couple months ago and now my Twitter feels really fresh, even though I think I'm up to like a thousand tweets again. Tweeting up a storm, can't help it. But do I miss those 40,000 tweets? Absolutely not. By the way, some of those tweet deleter services have an option where you can automatically have tweets deleted after a certain amount of time, which I think is really nice. I think we should start thinking of our social media posts as more temporary than permanent. Though yes, obviously if something gets posted online, people can screenshot it. But I think it's more so about just like that periodic cleansing, I guess. Just sounds nice. Like exfoliating your Twitter feed, I guess. And then there's Facebook. I should have deleted my Facebook a long time ago, to be honest. I am ashamed that I've still been using it. Why do I use it? Mostly to just talk to family, but whatever. We've known about their data issues for a long time. And after watching The Great Hack, I was like, okay, it, it is really too much. I have to get rid of this. Facebook simply knows too much about me and I have like 2000 something friends on there, which is ridiculous. I have 10 years of posts, comments, and likes. Be gone. Wouldn't it be great if you could just delete like entire years of posts? That'd be so nice. But here's the thing, Facebook and Twitter both do not have the functionality to mass delete posts because they don't want us to. So if I can't easily mass delete posts or delete a lot of friends, then I would rather just delete the entire profile. But weirdly, I feel kind of nostalgic about it. Like it makes me kind of sad. It's this thing that's been part of my life for like 10 years. But I realized one of the only things that I would be nostalgic about with my Facebook is my photos. So I've already downloaded all of those albums 
problems. But another thing is that my Facebook is connected to other website profiles. So anytime that you've signed up to something through Facebook, if I like deleted my Facebook, I wouldn't be able to access those other websites. So I don't really know what to do about that. It's honestly really amazing how like tangled these social networks can get in our lives. Like they really don't want us to be able to delete them easily. And they make it a real pain in the ass to do so. And then there's Tumblr, which I used to use like obsessively for a couple of years. And I hadn't logged in in a while. I was like, oh, maybe I'll go through, look through my posts, see if there's anything I'd wanna save or look back on. Nope. As with all of my other profiles, there's just too much to look through. And I just go, burn it, burn it all. I mean, what am I gonna miss from Tumblr? Cringy reblogs? Bunch of pictures of Harry Styles? I can find them elsewhere, thank you. Note to self, don't hoard digital memories. Just delete it. But yeah, overall, I am just kind of amazed and overwhelmed at the amount of myself that I have shared online over these years, the sheer number of posts that I've posted. Looking back now with hindsight, I kind of almost wish that I could take it all back, like undo it. Like literally I was shit posting on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Tumblr from the ages of like 14 to 17. It's a lot. Definitely could have toned that down. But at the same time, I wouldn't really want to take it back because I guess like that was my way of like socializing with friends. I don't know. I'm conflicted. But the best I can do currently is my digital detox. And from now on, I can be more aware and conscious of what I'm posting and how often I'm posting. And periodically, I think I still will continue to detox again and again. This is my cleaning motion. It actually feels really like nice and light. There's something very cathartic about just getting rid of these things. I feel like I'm not weighed down by my entire internet history. By the way, if you are on this journey of going through your digital content, don't forget to look through your friends' pages, which is a whole other can of worms because obviously we've posted things about our friends, they've posted things about us. So if you go through your friends' profiles and you find anything that you would like them to delete on your behalf, just let them know, hopefully they'll be fine with doing that. The worst is when other people have posted old photos of you and the best you can do is untag yourself. I have an old friend who continues to share photos of us from the sixth grade and I hate it so much. My friend in high school used to post all of these extremely embarrassing now and even kind of embarrassing then, things of herself and me and all of our other friends and they always pop up in my memories but she won't delete them so I untag myself, but it still exists, which is really bothersome. That's another element of this whole thing that's kind of overwhelming, is that like other people can control posts that involve you. But just the thought of like something being posted that you personally can't take down. I mean, maybe there are ways that you could ask Facebook or whatever to delete it, but anyway, try to ask nicely and then see what happens. So finally, other than old posts being just unnecessary and embarrassing, there's also a chance that old posts could ruin your life. Not to be dramatic. Let's talk about cancel culture. I could definitely make an entire dedicated 30 minute video about this, but I don't wanna get into it too deeply right now. I do think it's relevant though. Basically, I think some people are canceled for things that they have said or done recently, but often people are targeted for things that they've posted online in the past. It's like politicians doing opposition research on their rivals. They'll find anything that they can to use against their opponents. In that same way, our old online posts can be weaponized against us. 
On Instagram, somebody sent me this story and I think that it is a good example of this, so I'm gonna tell it really quickly. Basically, there was a guy at a football game with a sign asking people to Venmo him for beer money. Somehow he caught some attention, he ended up raising a lot of money and then said that he would donate it to a children's hospital. Wow, what a great guy. So the media is reporting on this and one journalist did some background research and started digging into his past and found some old problematic posts, which they ended up publishing along with the whole piece about him raising money for the hospital. But people were actually outraged at the journalist and the media outlet for publishing this. Basically they were like, this is a good this episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com tech guy he's trying to donate money to a good cause why are you trying to ruin his life over posts that he made when he was 16 and then people dug into the journalist's past and found some problematic posts too so this situation obviously got pretty messy but i just feel like it's a good example of the fact that none of us who have been posting online through our immature teen years are perfect you could probably find some bad take if you dig deep enough into someone's social media so quickly here are my thoughts first i don't really believe in canceling people i absolutely believe that people need to be held accountable for their actions and what they have said they need to acknowledge their mistakes but i think canceling has become so meaningless because it's such a reactionary response the typical pattern of cancel culture is like immediately the mob of the internet will attack a person threaten them sometimes dox them and i just don't think that that does any good i definitely do believe though if say you find something out about someone and you no longer want to support them whether it's an artist or somebody that you know in real life you have every right to want to cut yourself off from that person, distance yourself, no longer support that person. The problem with being canceled over old posts is like, really, what can a person do? And I would like to hear your responses if you have any thoughts. They can acknowledge their wrongdoing, they can offer a hopefully sincere apology, but otherwise there's not really much else they can do. They can't take back what they have said in the past. If their old posts reflect current problematic actions, that's another story. But let's say, I think like in most situations, people have actually changed and grown since whatever old posts. And they can honestly say like, I don't even recognize that person. I don't know how I could have said that thing back then. That's not who I am today. I just really don't think that people should be fired or lose everything in their life just because they posted something ignorant or insensitive in the past. So in these type of situations, I've seen kind of a pattern of typical apologies and they go something like this. I'm so sorry, this doesn't reflect who I am today. I was young, immature, ignorant. It was meant to be an edgy joke. Things were different back then. And usually people hate these reasons because they just sound like excuses. But to be honest, I think there is some truth in this reasoning. It does not excuse the past actions at all, but I do think it is important to look at these things with context. When any of these old post scandals come up, we are often judging things with a current mindset. We have our 2019 level of wokeness. 
So when I was originally writing this video, as I usually do, I posted on Instagram and asked if anybody had any stories to share about, you know, posts that they've come across on their social media that surprised them, things that they would be embarrassed about or ashamed of today. And I really appreciate your honesty as always. It's really hard to admit our mistakes and be honest about them. But in all of these messages, I saw people, you know, recognizing their mistakes and them acknowledging how much they have actually grown as a person since then. And, and why they know that those past behaviors were problematic and wrong and that they wouldn't repeat them today. So here are some examples. So I have a really bad story. In the Netherlands, we celebrate Sinterklaas, which is a very controversial holiday. It involves a white man, kind of like Santa Claus, but his helpers are black men from Spain. Yikes. As kids, you wanna be like the little helpers because they are cute and super acrobatic. So I once dressed up as a Pete, a black little helper of Sinterklaas. This included painting my face black, red lipstick, golden earrings. It was a really bad look. At the time, it was really common, and it still is, to dress up as a Pete, although I don't agree with it anymore. The thing is, when I was 12, I posted a photo on Facebook of me with blackface, with my costume, with the caption saying the word that starts with N, cancel me now. And that story was really shocking to me for a number of reasons. I wasn't familiar with this tradition in the Netherlands, but obviously again, with a 2019 mindset, we are so aware today that blackface is completely unacceptable and racist and that it has such a horrible history. This situation is even more complex because it is a holiday tradition, but just because something is a tradition doesn't mean that it's not racist or problematic. Black Pete is a racist caricature. It's a remnant of the Netherlands' colonial past, and this tradition is now at the center of a heated political debate. Those in the Netherlands who defend Black Pete argue that it can't be changed because it's a tradition that's been around forever. Beyond Dutch history, blackface originated for the purpose of mocking and dehumanizing black people. In minstrel shows in the mid to late 1800s, white actors would use black grease paint on their faces to depict black people on stage. Black Pete, no matter how innocent the Dutch might think him to be, normalizes these portrayals. And I've seen that a lot of people today are actually protesting against this. But again, in this situation, this person was 12 years old, and yes, what they were doing today, we see it as it is. It's a racist tradition. Saying the word that starts with N in the caption is just so bad. But again, 12-year-olds typically are pretty ignorant. Like, they, they don't know the depth of these things. They just go along with what is seen to be acceptable in their culture and in society. Anyway, let's continue. I'm a super lefty feminist now, but growing up, I was influenced by my family and was very religious and right-wing. I was going through my Facebook posts and found a post from when I was 15 that compared to robbery. No one should break into your house, but that doesn't mean you don't lock your doors. I was absolutely disgusted, but also shocked at how much someone can change in a few years. It also reinforces why I don't post on social media at all anymore. In 2010, I wore a sexy Pocahontas native-inspired Halloween costume. Just cancel me already. I've 10 out of 10 deleted those photos from my Facebook, but surely someone else has some floating around somewhere. I grew up in a conservative Southern Baptist home and Twitter became a thing right as I was starting to figure out myself what I believed rather than just parroting my parents. I don't even remember exactly what I posted, but I was working through some ingrained homophobia, so I know I must have posted some bad takes. 
One of my friends was in a similar position to me but didn't delete anything, and a few months ago she got harassed online for weeks because of some ignorantly homophobic tweet she posted in middle school. It just reminded me how good of a decision it was for me to delete everything. I mean, I'm a gay woman, so being lambasted for my 12-year-old self's homophobia is just counterproductive. It hurts me more than it's hurt anyone else, to be honest. So again, if we had seen any of those actual posts without context, of course they would be shocking. And even sometimes with context, they're still troubling. But as I said, we often look back on these things with a 2019 mindset and also with the mindset of adults, because again, a lot of these things were posted when these people were young. And it's just true that younger people tend to not be as aware of these issues. A decade ago, things that we today acknowledge as racist, homophobic, misogynistic, insensitive, were absolutely still those things back then, but in that culture, they may have been seen as more acceptable generally. But anyway, I just wanna make it clear that I do not mean to sound like an apologist for any of these behaviors. Obviously, if anyone posted any of those things today, they would be judged much differently. It would not be acceptable. But I still believe that demonizing people for their mistakes is just not helpful. And also I think it is important to look at every situation individually with nuance, with context, and compare those old posts to who the person is today. Because I do think that people can change a 180, completely different, and that should mean something. That growth should mean something. So yes, I would still recommend going through your posts and deleting them. That's not just to protect yourself from something this blatantly bad coming out, though of course, if you do come across anything that bad, I would say you should delete it. Some people, when responding to me on Instagram, were kind of concerned about this idea of like hiding things as if you're just like burying the past and not acknowledging it. And yes, I think deleting old posts like that is technically hiding those elements of your past, but I don't think people need or deserve to be publicly shamed in order to feel the weight of their past. When you're going back through your old posts, it's important to reflect on them and recognize your growth. And maybe going through your posts will make you realize that there might be some people in your life that you should reach out to. Maybe you acted or spoke in an inappropriate way to them. I got a couple messages of people saying like, I didn't even realize what I was saying around my certain friends and now I feel bad about it. I personally don't think that, you know, the average person needs to like post on Facebook and bring everything up that they have done wrong in the past, but it's about making things right in the present. I don't know, it's tough. Again, let me know what you guys think in terms of like what can be done after people have already posted these things. Is there any way to be forgiven or move on? Like what's the right way to handle this? But also those again were some of the heavier examples and not everybody has what again I'm referring to as cancel material. Not everybody has posted like really bad things online or even said really bad things. So I think we're not all angels, we're not all perfect. But yes, those were heavy examples. So here are some lighter examples of things that you might wanna delete for various reasons. I'm forever scared that my One Direction fan fiction I wrote when I was 16 and posted to Tumblr will one day ruin my chances of becoming a serious author. It's not even that everything is canceled material, but I have really embarrassing stuff online. 12 year old me wrote and read cringy fan fiction and I have no idea what password I used so I can't delete my account. Low-key anxious about it, someone help. I just loved that multiple people were worried about their fanfiction pasts. So in closing, I just generally believe that we have the right to move on from our pasts. A couple of people mentioned some things that I wanted to 
bring up including the biological gift of forgetting. Very generally, basically, our brains do us the favor of deleting old memories and things that it's just better for us to forget. And obviously with our digital lives, we don't have that same gift. If anything, it's the opposite. Basically, humans have never before had this much baggage and like memories before all of this technology. So it is very much a relatively new thing in terms of human evolution. And it's something that we have to deal with not only in terms of society and culturally and within our relationships and our reputations, but like mentally, it is pretty exhausting and overwhelming to have access to all of these pieces of memories. I also got a lot of messages of people who find it hard to look at old posts because they've gone through really dark times and they were posting really dark things and they kind of have to relive that if they go through their old posts. So yeah, often it, it can be really heavy to just have those things constantly there to, to keep triggering us to remember certain things. Also really quickly, I wanna to touch on the right to be forgotten. So the right to be forgotten has been put into practice in the EU and Argentina. The right to be forgotten reflects the claim of an individual to have certain data deleted so that third persons can no longer trace them. It has been defined as the right to silence on past events in life that are no longer occurring. It leads to allowing individuals to have information, videos, or photographs about themselves deleted from certain internet records so that they cannot be found on search engines. Some things we want to be forgotten. Well, that's easier said than done in the internet age. And after some wrangling and appeals, the highest court in the European Union supported the agency director's demand, saying that Google was responsible for the processing of personal data and that people had a right to erasure or a right to be forgotten. So what's your instinctive reaction to this? Maybe you feel a strong sympathy for decent people who are just trying to get out from under the shadow of the World Wide Web, who want their pasts to be private. On the other hand, do we want business people handling our money, for example, to be able to erase a prior bankruptcy or a politician to delete some troubling behavior from the past? So wow, that is that. I hope you enjoyed it. Please let me know your thoughts down below. And if you do end up going through your social media, I hope you enjoy it. Uh, I hope it's not too much for you, but Again, I feel good in my decision to delete a lot of these old things just because I don't need them to exist anymore. I have to change my relationship with technology and I guess my digital footprint. Anyway, that's all. Stay tuned for another internet analysis episode. Okay, thanks, bye. Oh, I forgot to say, follow me on Instagram for some mediocre pics. I've hit 20,000 followers, wow. Such an arbitrary milestone. Also, you can follow me on Twitter for some political tweets that I'll probably delete soon feel empowered i'm gonna delete everything i'm gonna delete this video after it gets posted no i won't okay that's all bye